0: Now, the Common Sense Psychic with Phyllis King. Phyllis brings a unique and down-to-earth style with her Common Sense Psychic readings and spiritual dialogue with callers and guests. Here's your host for the Common Sense Psychic, Phyllis King.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the show. I am your host, Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic. And happy Friday. Yay, we made it. Uh, Today is an on-air readings day. Happy to be here today after being gone for a little while. Uh, Most of my regular listeners, you know, I've been on book tour and it's just been a little bit crazy, but finally, finally, finally settling back into my normal, my my normal, my regular normal. So here we are. Gosh, all the way, has this year just gone like crazy fast? You know, I know there's always 24 hours in every day. There's the same amount of time, but... It just seems like it was November 2014, like last week, and here we are 2015. I mean, that's what it feels like to me. Um, But nonetheless... It's good to be here, good good to be back in the saddle. Uh, so it is an on-air readings day, and I'm so looking forward to talking to folks. The number to get on the air today is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. Um, a little bit of business, and then I'll we'll get to the calls and questions. My new book, the one I've been out pounding the streets and the pavement on, The Energy of Abundance, Practical Practical Advice and Spiritual Wisdom to Achieve Anything is available on most online outlets and most major bookstores. Um, If you like the content of the show, if you like how I talk to callers, if you like what you hear, um, you're going to like the book. And most people, when they read the book, they say, oh, it sounds like you talking. You know, I feel like we're having a conversation. And that is my style of writing, too. Um, I'm not a lecturer, per se. I just like to share the principles in practical formats that make sense to folks. So a couple things I want to talk about this morning before I this morning, this afternoon, before I get into the calls and questions. I was watching a couple news stories today. Um, one of them has been around a couple of days. Uh, some 18 year old boy um, in Alabama, I believe it was, just found out that he has been missing He didn't know, you know, his father apparently abducted him when he was five, meaning it was some custody, whatever, and he didn't drop the kid back off at preschool and took off, changed his name, and ended up giving him a false Social Security card. And so when he went to apply for college and financial aid and things like that, he kept on getting invalid social security number and the financial counselor at the school looking up the number just in their system to see if they could find out what the problem was discovers that he's on a missing persons list so a pretty fascinating story i mean when you look at the kids pictures he's now 18 i mean he looks happy it doesn't look like he was abused or anything and he did not have any idea he was abducted you know when you at five you know everything can be kind of rewritten, if you will. So now he's visiting with his mom, his dad's in jail, and there's a whole other drama playing out. And I'll, I'll explain why I'm telling this story in a minute. Then there's another story. Um, a Hello to everybody in the chat room, by the way. You guys are saying hello, and I want to say hello back. Um, there's another story about this cop, and gosh, forgive me, it's back east somewhere, and at first, it's, where the story was this cop was shot by some uh, escapee or, you know, some criminal type of some sort, turns out. The guy masterminded his own death, if you will. Turns out this guy was like heading youth programs and different things at in the community and stealing funds, paying his mortgage, paying vocations, and different things like this, uh, skimming off the top. And, you know, God only knows what else he was doing. Uh, and now they're on to it. And apparently his wife was in on it too, his wife who is still alive, Right. Um, just the most elaborate, extreme schemes to, um, you know, to financially reward, to try and get himself out of it, I suppose, without being discovered, who knows. But what these stories had in common to me was a couple of things, and um, it ties into this program I watched on lying, and what causes us to lie, and how to stop lying, if you will, and these both these are so extreme. You know, you rip a kid from you know, I from their parent, and I can kind of understand if you know a parent's abusive, or you know the kid's going to suffer harm. I kind of get those stories where the mom or someone takes the kid out of the country, and you know because there's a safety issue and they don't feel they're being protected. You know, I kind of get that. That, you, but if there's no issue other than custody, I suppose that they don't. You know, that's that's a little bit harder to wrap your head around. And I'm sure more details come around in the next couple of days. And of course, in terms of this cop and. You know, going down that slippery slope and getting himself in so over his head that he's like kills himself at the end. that's his only out to save face anyhow. How does this tie in? I watched this show um I think it was t l c or one of those cable networks um a documentary I think it was performed it was either Harvard or Columbia, one of the Ivy League type of schools, and he was They did these studies about how people lie and what causes them to lie. And here's the quick quick thing about how they did the studies. They would pose these – give give a classroom full of kids, people who volunteered, kids, young adults, um, a quiz and say just fill it out to the best of your ability, come up here and shred it in the shredder and take a dollar – for every right question you got, right? Little did the kids know, the participants, that the shredder didn't actually shred. It just shredded the very outside of the paper so they could go back through and actually see who told the truth about how many questions they got right. And what was startling is that most people lied. I mean, almost everybody lied to some degree, right? And so they started looking at what influences people to be able to lie and first of all not thinking you're going to get caught that the no harm no foul was one of them and so but then the, one of the other tests that happened was they decided to see if people had before they took a test or before they did something they were reminded of their morals and their ethics if you will uh, that most of the time people did better and didn't lie as much or at all. So for instance, they had kids or participants read a copy of the Ten Commandments, and this is, not a, this is not a proclamation or support of any religious ideology, I'm just making a point that they're reading you know, moral type of text and reminding themselves what appropriate behavior is. And when they reminded themselves, and it was in their mind to behave at the highest level, then they did. They did better. And the other thing they found was that when people started to cheat and when people started to do the wrong thing, if they did it once, it made it easier for them to do it twice and to kind of the brain, they actually showed the brain activity and how the first the first uh, variance is the most difficult, that first part inside of your brain that says, you know, Is this wrong? I'm going to do it anyhow. And once you get over that hump, then it's like it becomes easier and easier and easier to, you know, to fabricate and to tell lies. So why am I telling you this story? Well, you know, first of all, I found these two stories again. They're so shocking and they're so dramatic and how people just pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on until like this cop, you know, orchestrates this elaborate scheme to kill himself to try and still have people think well of him. Um but essentially I'm I'm reminding you because so much in my work I find myself reminding people actually what they already know that people start to pull away from their own navigation. They start to pull away from their own sensibility about what is right. Uh, not just right morally or in community, but for themselves. And, And again, so much of my work is helping people get back on track with, A, what they already know, and B, what they want, that all kinds of influences pull us off of our own navigation for all kinds of reasons. And if you have some type of a practice, a spiritual practice, a routine that reminds you To behave well. You know, like people go to church, for instance. I I don't. I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But I could see if you get yourself to some church or a temple or synagogue, whatever your pleasure, uh, AA meeting, whatever, something that kind of reinforces what we know is good for that. If we're having any kind of difficulty being centered, I can, you know, that can really help to keep you on track. And it's not even the ideology. It's just that your mind knows I'm trying to aspire to something higher. I'm trying to aspire to my best self. So, you know, as you guys, my audience, you listeners today, you know, as you come across situations that challenge your sensibilities and what do I do and what's the right thing and what's the wrong thing, you know, first and foremost, just pay attention to how you feel about it. You know, when you hold that thought of an outcome or a process in your body, do you feel good about it? Do you like the way it makes you feel? or not. And go in the direction of feeling better. Because my whole shtick, my whole practice is built on abundance, how to create abundance, what causes abundance to manifest or magnetize toward us. And it's the ability to hang on to high frequency vibrations on a continual basis what is a high frequency vibration it's high it's fast moving it's thin the texture is sparse it's generosity it's happiness it's well-being lack of resistance really going with the flow in a in a cooperative manner and if you can in an enthusiastic manner and when you're able to maintain those high level frequencies you automatically organically begin to shift your consciousness. And that's how effortless abundance comes in. You know, we have to remember that we're powerful spiritual beings in a human experience, and that we have the power, we have the strength, we have the ability to define how our realities will play out. It's like thought precedes matter in quantum physics. Those scientists Nobel Prize-winning physicist Niles Bohr-Werner Heisenberg proved that when you think something about molecules, atoms, it actually influences what they become. I mean, that's just amazing, amazing, amazing to grasp onto. And so when you recognize that what you think and feel about something changes tangible matter physical matter i mean you can't change a banana into an apple i'm not saying that what i'm saying that if you hold a certain certain frequency and say this is my truth i accept only love and benevolence as my truth i am a force for love and life in life and love comes to me money flows into my life effortlessly and smoothly and that is your inner dialogue and that is how you feel and you generate that um even artificially doesn't matter consciousness doesn't recognize the difference the energy game of life does not recognize the difference it will match that up to you if you want a relationship feel treasured adored feel like you're having great fun great sex great parties great vacations it's wonderful experience that and guess what's going to find you So, i love this energy game process i love talking about it and I thought it was interesting to tie in to how momentums develop and, and how the brain also plays a part in it, that we have this game of the dance of duality, managing the human experience, but really allowing the spiritual truths to integrate and collaborate with us and having the intangible reality and how tangible, intangible creates tangible become your mantra. And man... Are you going to love that adventure? You know, I've been doing it for a very long time, 30 plus years. So it's somewhat easy for me because I've learned it. It's autopilot for me. So I have a lot of experience with that. Not everybody does. But that's why I'm sounding the horn. That's why I write in my books. That's why I'm here on the radio. Because I want people to experience abundance on all levels. Because from my point of view, abundance, prosperity is a shared experience. So many times I've said, well, I can have a million dollars in my bank account, but if I walk down the street and I see someone without shoes who hasn't bathed for God only knows how long with a sign up, I don't really care why they're there. I don't feel good. I I am not feeling abundant when I see my fellow humanity, my human being, in that kind of distress. And so when we're all thriving at, at a better level, then all of us will thrive. Now, granted... I can't get poor enough to help someone who get, has problem with you know a scarcity consciousness or money, but our ability to be abundant and behave abundantly in the world in consciousness is a shared experience, And the more you can tie your abundance to others besides yourself, you're onto something. And my uh, friend Dr. Wayne Dyer, I wrote a book with him a few years back. Um, he, had a, he had a formula he told talked about in terms of how you want to be successful in life, figure out how to serve others, how to make other people successful, and you will always be wealthy. True story. Okay, so I just had to get that off my chest. And it appears I have done so. So now I'm going to go to your calls and questions if you want to get on the air this hour. The number is 917-889-2894, 917-889-2894. I'm just going to take a really quick break so you can hear from my friend Daniel Brinkley about his book, and then we'll go to your calls and questions. I'm Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic. Stay with me.
0: Some 20 years ago, millions of people around the world were riveted by the compelling near-death experiences shared in the book, Saved by the Light, by Daniel Brinkley. His book resounded so powerfully with the world, it remained on the New York Times bestseller list for 14 weeks. Now Daniel and his wife Catherine have released a new book entitled, Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven. Daniel again shares compelling accounts with us from his three near death experiences. He also shares specific lessons and insights he brought back from the other side. Insights timely for us to use in our lives right now. The proceeds from Secrets of the Light will be donated to the nonprofit group, the Twilight Brigade. The Twilight Brigade was co founded by Daniel in 1997. It offers financial, emotional, and hospice care to dying veterans and their families. Make a difference in your life and the life of a veteran. Read Secrets of the Light, Lessons from Heaven today. Available in bookstores now. Let's return to the Common Sense Psychic. Once again, here's your host, Phyllis King.
1: Okay, then. Welcome back to the show. I am Phyllis King, the Common Sense Psychic, and that's my good buddy, Daniel Brinkley. Uh, Some of the most profound near-death experiences on record, had a movie made about his life. Um, So if you're interested in what happens when we die and you want to get An incredible, go for an incredible ride, read his book, super inspiring and compelling. So if you've never been on the show before, I tune in by first name. If you're going to ask me about a person or a relationship, I need to know the name. Uh, If you're going to ask me about a job or a company you've applied to, it helps to know the company name or certainly the role you're applying for. Uh, If you're asking about a property you're selling helpful to know the street name. That's how I tune in. Ah, Don't ask me why. I've given up trying to figure out why. That's just how it works for me. Um, Last time to get on the air, 917-889-2894. Okay, we're starting in Connecticut today. Hi, Victoria. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So I already know beyond the fact that I am psychic. I do know because we spoke. You want (laughs) to talk about love. So. Yeah. What about love? What about love? You have some? You want some? Is something going on? What do you need? Um, I'm just
2: looking to see um, what you see for the current, um, well, not relationship <laughs> because it's not a actual relationship yet, but it's hopefully going that way. But I've been recently um, dating a guy and, um, you know, things have been going well, but they've been going kind of slow. So I just kind of wanted your insight into what you see for this relationship and his name
1: is Jeff Jeff okay let's take a look at you two together and see what's up okay hmm Okay. Um, well, I actually like this relationship. What I mean by that is that it feels pretty reasonably compatible. Um, my, my concern, and it's not a big concern, but I think a lot of couples go through this in terms of matching up the goals. Are we on the same page? Do we want the same thing, things? And Jeff isn't so different than a lot of people who haven't quite figured out what they want yet, and that's part of it. And so they're, they kind of are playing catch-up. And I, I feel that's true with him to a degree that, yeah, he knows he's into you and and he likes you, but he's not quite as clear about what he wants for the future for himself, let alone for the both of you. So um, is it difficult to have these types of conversations with him about, you know, his goals?
2: Um, well, we haven't talked about that really too much. Um, you know, I know what he currently does for work, and I know he's expressed wanting to, you know, move up within that company. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I do see some frustration with his current job. He's just kind of over it
1: and, mm-hmm. you know, wants to move oh. up. So, But we haven't
2: very, we well, haven't okay. really spoken too deeply about it, but he has mentioned that.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny, well, not funny, interesting, is that for a lot of men, and I, I don't like to generalize typically, but it's it's really true that um, men like to be grounded in their money and their workspace before they commit in a relationship. And I don't think that it's conscious. It's just that I think men identify so much more with their value in terms of how they're working and, and if they're successful in life, in their business. And so I I think you can probably pretty much bank that when he is feeling good at work, your relationship is gonna move along. I will tell you, Victoria, this relationship does have the potential to be a marriage. Even if it doesn't feel like it now, it he he cares about you. But it's, uh, as you already are aware, he's being pulled in some other directions that are really impacting him. So, your ability to be patient and understanding is key. Um, but you're not to be sacrificed. Meaning, you're not his therapist and his support team. You know, you also deserve to have what you need. So, um, I always encourage women to be the leaders, and I don't mean dominate. I mean that. <laughs> I think we're just uh physiologically and emotionally culturalized to have the wisdom and the insight to lead people through and 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 keep bringing up conversations about what works and and troubleshooting and brainstorming at the same time as you feel the need remind him what your needs are and you know, that what your goals are in terms of what a long-term relationship, what your future looks like. And I think he will mm-hmm. follow suit. I think he wants to. And I he wants to see you part of that plan, but he does need to feel successful in his own right. So I'm watching you guys stay together for the foreseeable future. And it will kind of just put putt, 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 putt along until the springtime is what it's looking like or around that. And I think when he changes jobs, and he is going to change jobs early next year, after that and he feels like i did it i've made it i'm where i need to be you're going to see things move ahead with you two. and then you'll get more into typical relationship dynamics and planning and and all that kind of stuff and if you guys are do uh, decide to stay together and partner you could be married inside you know late 2017 or in the mid of 2018 so that's what that patterns looking like for you guys so hang in there
2: Okay. Um, I mean, I also am concerned that maybe because of a past relationship, it's kind of more difficult for him to open up. I, I was I was just concerned that that might be an issue for him, more so than the job. Um, that might very well be part of it, too, but...
1: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I feel that. I get. I'm. Thank you for telling me that, and I can feel that energy in him. But I, what I'm impressed with about him is that he isn't identifying that negative experience with you. You know that he, he okay. may recognize that there. You know, there's a little residual, but you know, my feeling is it's much more about him than it is that other person. Okay. And I okay. think it just. You know, just it, there is a level of patience that's required from you. And um, as I would tell any client, visualize the outcome you want, you know. And it's, I don't mean to be blind what you see that, that pops up. Oh, he might still, not, still be hurting from that. Oh, look at that. But rather see it working out well. See mm-hmm. it working out the way you need it to work. Spend a few minutes a day in that land of imagination because consciousness doesn't recognize the difference between real or imagined. They both create. So um, it's Mm -hmm. potent, potent stuff. So do call me back, you know, the first of the year or so. Let me know how it's going and we'll look at the next part of your cycle.
2: Okay. Um, Now, do you have any advice in, in regard to, I mean, I know you're saying to, for me to be patient, um, but one thing I've been concerned about with him is that um, he's not really like as time goes on. It's, he's not initiating plans to to hang out and whatnot. Like that's like I feel like he's becoming more resistant in that sense. So I don't know. I mean, I don't want to push that, but
1: um, um, how long have you been together?
2: That, um, I met him almost three months ago. I met him uh-huh. like mid August.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and three to four months is right about the time I call this couples start hitting up against each other's wounding. And what that means is whatever's unresolved inside of you starts to – it comes out and you start – bumping up against mm-hmm. each other. And so if he has some wounding from the past, whether it's his girlfriend or whatever, childhood, and, and then he can start to project onto you, oh, she's trying to control me, or, you know, I'm feeling uh, burdened when I'm around her. It's not really you, but his stuff is coming up because you guys got close. So, you know, mm-hmm. I I encourage people to focus on the issues, not the topics. And so if you find yourself feeling rejected or not embraced enough, then mm-hmm. there's ways to bring it up on the opposite side of that question. So, you know, how's your day going? Are you feeling really cramped for time? I know we haven't been able to spend as much time together, and I certainly don't want to burden you, but, you know, what's hap- What's going on with you? And really from a friend point of view, inquire, to, and from a supportive friend, just as you would, you know, if you and I were friends and we saw each other three times a week and all of a sudden I stopped, you would say, hey, Phyllis, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? Is everything all right? Mm-hmm. Can, can, I, Is there something I can add to help out? And really mm-hmm. begin to develop that comfort with communication.
2: Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: You are most welcome. Have a fabulous weekend, and it's great to hear from you, Victoria. Yeah, you know what? I've learned – I've been teaching this love class for gosh, close to four years now that I love, 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 and I have the radio version in my archives. There are seven lessons to it. Um, people don't really know how to have relationships in the 21st century because most of us, our parents or some of you, your grandparents, depending on your age, how relationships were defined back then is the woman would say, do you have a job? yes, okay, and he says, well, you'd want to get married, it's like, well, okay, you're all right, and then you get together and you have kids, and you just did the life, it didn't really matter how much love was there, or, you know, and now, we're in a day and age when we want a soulmate, a best friend, a life partner, you know, the paradigm has changed in part because, you know, back then, 75% of women stayed home. And now it's the opposite, if not more. Seventy-five percent of women work, you know. And so the financial component is completely away, you know. And birth control came about in the 1950s. So all of a sudden, you could have kids or not have kids. You could just have sex if you wanted to. What an amazing idea, right? And so then we've moved into this era of how do you feel? And so people are having to learn how to manage all those feelings. And then you have to deal with what, you know, that our parents, who were a bit more repressed than us and did stuff to us, you know, there's so many elements. And there's these confusing ideas about tradition. Let's grow up, let's find a partner, let's get married versus freedom and flexibility and spiritual connection. So it's not that easy to navigate in this current modern day times. But If you learn how, I mean, if you learn the basic elements of communication and understanding how relationships actually work, honeymoon always starts with a honeymoon. Then you go up against bumping into the wounding. And then you keep choosing to be together and learning how to focus on issues rather than topics and really get to what's going on. Don't just say, you're not seeing me enough, but rather let's really get in there and see what the resistance is and try to deal with that. And so it's a different way to approach relationships. and um, It's uh, a lot of fun to, to move into it in a different way. And we can do organic But most of us, once we have one or two organic experiences that blow up in our face, we kind of think, hmm, maybe intentional is a little bit better. (laughs) So take that for what it's worth. Um, If you just tuned into the show, I'm Phyllis King, uh, the Common Sense Psychic. Uh, Good to see uh, everyone here today. I've been away. My apologies, but I'm back in the saddle. Um I'm going to read a couple chat room comments and then I'll go back out to the callers. Someone today this is V's in the chat room. Someone today said he will always be alone. I know he wanted words like no you won't, etc. And I asked him, how does it make you feel saying this? Does it feel good? Is this what you want? Do you want a pity party? <laughs> or are your feelings like this from your own actions? I let him answer his own questions. And final question was, how do you change it? Um, you know, I think you handled it exactly right. I mean, really, if someone is sort of complaining and going to that negative polarity, unless they're your client, I mean, if I have a client who's doing that, yeah, I'm going to get into a conversation and try and lift them up out of it. Um, but... Um it sounds like you were kind of getting a sense that they were on a roll and it really wasn't your place to stop their roll but one of the ways I I handle that at times is I just say well I'm sorry you're feeling that way um I I really have I don't agree with that I I I can't believe that's true for you um you know you sound like you're a little down in the dumps um, and I'd love to talk to you at some point you know when you feel like you're ready to listen To something different. But I like that you said I let him answer his own questions because ultimately that's what we all have to do. We have to cope with our inner dialogue. What are we telling ourselves is possible and true? And the sooner we get on that track of understanding our inner dialogue and how to manage it, the better off we are. So how can you change it? I don't know that you can. I think the fact that you did everything right, in my point of view, is about is all you can do. You can lead a horse to water, if you know what I mean. And hello to Linda. Uh, she says, good to hear your voice. Thank you. Nice to see you as well. All right, let's go area code 678. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Kathy. Kathy, and where are you, Kathy, my love? What state? What city?
2: Atlanta.
1: Atlanta. At- Atlanta. Okay. So, what are we talking about today? What's going on?
2: Um, job. Um, I have a lead for a contract position. Um, with
1: Cox Communications. Mm-hmm. What, what, what kind to... of a what kind of a role is that? Is that tech or what is that?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. It's a finance manager position. Oh, okay. Mhm. Um,
1: and yeah. No. Do you want to know if you're going to get that? Do you want it, or yes. what's your? Okay. Yes. And have you interviewed yet? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. No, I just got the lead yesterday, so it oh, okay. probably let got me committed. look. uh. Um, well, you will definitely interview. I have no no doubt in my mind. And relatively soon, I wouldn't be surprised if you were in next week, late next week, the worst-case scenario, early the following week. Um, they're hot to get someone, and that's the good news. The bad news is there's a bunch of people responding to that particular job for whatever reason. So um, when I look at the potentials of you getting that job, it's going to be between you, between you and one other person. And let me see what will make the difference for you. You to have that job real quick. They are stickler for details. I know finance in general. You've got to have your act together. You, they don't don't. They don't want you making a lot of mistakes. So I guess if in the interview, if you can show that you're really succinct and you can show that you're very organized, even in how you answer your questions and how you prepare yourself for the interview. You know, just make sure you really know what's going on in the company and all that kind of stuff. You will be uh, that will that could edge you out you know, how you present and how you know about their company, all that kind of stuff is going to make a difference for you. It's a tight one, They're, and, and they really want someone who's got it together. So, and the good I mean, that's expecting a lot from a contract. It's like they expect you to come in and just dazzle.
2: Oh, that's how it literally a contract job is really harder than a yeah. permanent job at this point in life.
1: Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Do you see when I'll know for sure one way or the other?
1: Yeah, let's look. Um, Well, if you get in the end of next week, if it goes over to the following Monday, you will know before Thanksgiving. Let's put it that way. They're going to turn that around real quick. Um, or if they if they delay it over Thanksgiving, it'll be right after that. But it'll turn quick. And let me look if for any reason, you know, I'm just going to assume you're going to get it. But I'm just looking for other opportunities in your energy just in case. Let me take a peeky-poo while I'm dancing around in your space. um I think you're going to get that job. I mean, I think you will edge out the other person. Um, if you don't, I think something else will come right around the corner for that because I do see you employed in the month of december, so uh, and maybe it's not this, but I'm thinking it is because there's a lot of energy on it, and uh you know, yeah, so December, you're working, so if it's not this, it's something else okay,
2: um yeah, well, well, yeah, okay, <laughs> i.
1: Thank practice, and, and just do your best, Kathy, if you've been listening. Please practice seeing the outcome you desire. I'm employed. I'm enjoying myself. It's a good fit. They appreciate me. I'm, I'm fairly compensated. It feels great. I mean, spend some time in that energy, it, the energy game. I can't say enough about it. And I won't. I'll keep talking about it the whole hour. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, Kathy, if you like, uh, do a follow-up and let me know how it's going in December. And have a great weekend. Thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Um, Let's see. I'll take one more call, and then I'm going to take a quick break. Let's see. Where are we? Area code 561. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling?
2: Sounds like Darth Vader. (laughs) Hi, Phyllis. This is Lena.
1: Hi, Lena. Where are you, love?
2: I'm in Boca Raton, Florida.
1: Cool. And what do you what do you need today? What's going on with you?
2: Bella, can you give me some insight on a guy? His name is Steve. He's around me and it almost seems like he's antagonizing me, but it seems like he's obsessed with me. And I don't know what he wants from me.
1: Um, and have you asked? Just just wondering. Yes,
2: I mean, and, any kind and thing, he runs away from me. I mean, we had a, a little bit of an argument six, like four months ago, and he didn't talk to me, and now it seems like he's sending me these messages. And give me an example me. of the mess-
1: Oh, holy crap. Wow.
2: Yeah, okay, I, don't let even, me- I don't even know him.
1: <laughs> Are you outside in a windy area?
2: Yeah, a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Is that better? Oh, no, I'm not complaining. I just might put you on hold if it's too distracting to the audience. Let me um, look at pulling his impressions. Um, okay, yeah. You know, um, I don't know how you came to be. I'm just going to put you on hold real quick, and I'll bring you back on the air in a minute when, to get your feedback. But there is an imbalance with this person energetically feels very edgy, feels very, on. And when I say on the edge, I don't know if it's depression, I don't know if it's instability, a combination of both, if it's immaturity, there's several elements at play in his energy that make me uncomfortable. I sure wouldn't want to hang out. And there is a level of obsessiveness that goes on, and it, that again, there's several things going on with that. Is he unemployed? Is he? Uh, has it been a long time since he's been in a relationship? And any kind of attention gets him all fired up, and he starts fantasizing or whatever. But this is a person. Like if this client, this person came into my practice, I would very likely send him to a psychiatrist. Um, because I would, I would think some type of medication would be helpful. He's having trouble managing his own self. So if it were me, and I, I don't feel he's a physical threat to you, but I would really stay away if you could. This is not someone who's capable of really having a healthy friendship or relationship. At this time, he needs some type of support, and I can't exactly pinpoint, but just feeling his energy, I would say this is someone who needs uh, medical support, that there's some kind of a chemical imbalance. Did that totally freak you out? Uh, No, not
2: really. I had a feeling there was something wrong with him. I thought maybe he had bipolar. He was married 30 years, and he's been divorced for two, so I don't think he's, like, Comfortable in relationships, yet, even though he seems very codependent um, well,
1: you know it can take people three, four, five years to really come full circle on a long term marriage ending and um yeah, so but it feels like it's more than that, and then our chemistry changes for men and women as we age, and so you know this could be new for him for all I know. I don't think so. <laughs> but, so, are you wanting? Are you are you able to separate yourself from him, or do you feel some type of compulsion to help him in some way, or what's what's your part in this?
2: No, I'm staying away from him, but okay, he's sending good. his he's sending his friends to me.
1: Well, and I would just tell his friends to go back and, you know, not interested. Please stop, you know. And I don't think you'll have to go the route of restraining order. You just have to be, you know, you're nice. do not You don't have to be nice, and you don't have to be rude either. But there's such a thing we call boundaries and say, stop. Don't tell your friend no more. And really be firm about it.
2: Because mm-hmm, he's been making up these phony profiles and sending them to me on the dating website trying to get information. Nation Anatomy, and he went through my Facebook, he's making a phony
1: profile. A bo- and business. report him. Report mm-hmm. it. And I know dating websites are pretty good about if you report someone that's bothering you and doing phony profiles, they, they know they they have people who understand all those games, that's their job and they'll be able to tell if he's doing that. So don't you know, take action. Don't just allow it to keep going. And I think it will stop. You know, if you um, face it down a bit,
2: because mm-hmm, I was just friends with him, talking to him, and then before you know it, he started saying these things about me being his wife, and he just ah! he, he took me by he took me by shock.
1: So yeah, well, so you, you the writing's on the wall here. Just take the steps and you know report him. I'm t- I'm telling you.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think he'll go away and leave me alone? It's just gonna go on for a while. I, I,
1: yeah, I think you just have to push back again. And I don't think you'll have to go to the level of a restraining order. But I think that if you report him, especially on the dating sites, I, I know that people have a little more trouble like on Facebook getting help with stuff like this unless it's like sexually explicit or, you know, violent or something. But I know the dating websites are really responsive. I mean, this is what Not, I hear from people. So. Yeah, well, he actually puts phony pitches
2: in with the site on the, the dating website. So I don't even know if they could track him that way unless through his email cuz you need you'd be surprised.
1: You'd be surprised. Really? They know all the tricks of the trade because there's plenty of people out there who grab some photo of somebody who's super attractive or whatever and they reach out to try and scam you in some way and get money. And um they know the tricks, okay? And they can sort of see by and they have all the mechanisms. So Avail yourself of the resources, but Energy suggests if you begin to put up some pushback, that'll be enough. Because I think he's he, he, cuckoo a little bit, but he's not that cuckoo. Yeah. But okay, he, when so he starts he, getting pushback, he's not going to want to um, have anything, have it go further.
2: Okay, so you think that it was just like an obsession? or I mean, we didn't even know each other. I don't even know where this came
1: from. Yeah. Well, it's really not about you. So like everything I said at the beginning of our conversation in terms of there's multiple factors going on and you shared one with me recently divorced, two years is recent in a 30 year marriage. That's, that's not very long. And there is some depression and there is some chemical imbalance. And I'm not sure if he's unemployed, but he also does obsess a bit and having any attention from a woman, it just he can start fantasizing about it and Lose a little track of what's real because he's in a deficit, if you will.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot.
1: Good luck, Lena, and I do appreciate <laughs> Thank the you. call. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Um, bye. Let's see. I'm going to take one more call because we were so down on the time. I want to see if I can get to everybody today. Let me just check the chat room real quick. Um, let's see. Oh, we were t- we were following V's strand in the chat room where she was uh he she i'm not sure if you're a man or woman my apologies um one of your friends was talking himself down and you were like i just let him answer his own questions and then you followed up to say oh oh no you're talking about something else um so lena if you're still listening let me look if you're still on the line sorry lena hung up but or i'd tell her that i'm not sure if she's in the chat room but that's good advice so you're saying check the IP address, every computer has an IP and every cell phone can be traced from messages, blah, blah, blah. Good. Oh, you're a woman. <laughs> okay. Well, you're on it. Thank you for that insight. That's good. Something I didn't think about. Um, okay. Area code 415. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you?
2: Hello. My name is Catherine calling from the Bay Area.
1: Hi, Catherine. And what's going on with you? What's what can I help you with today?
2: Um just thing anything about the end of the year, like I still feel like I wanna accomplish things before the in the last two months of the year and meet still meet people for both friends and a relationship. So if there's anything not really like timeline of things happening, but more if I'm blocking
1: anything or Things I can do that I'm not doing. Um, yeah, just one question for you. When you say accomplish, um, what does that mean exactly? You mean you said you you want to meet people? I mean, what is that? What would that feel like to you? I'm trying to understand what your what it is. I'm not oh, well, quite accomplish, following. Oh accomplish
2: accomplish on the career side. I, I, I guess accomplish at least um take steps take steps towards mm-hmm. like say, just things i want to do more from starting my own business uh-huh and and then um i just recently moved so i really don't know many people here
3: mm-hmm. yet
2: so i just i don't have a group of friends yet and got it and yeah. i'd like a relationship with a guy you know separately okay. a separate friend
1: well, you know, I say, I don't know that you're blocking anything. I'm looking at your energy, and I like what you're saying, and you're very specific. I love that. Perhaps yeah. what you could do is put yourself on some type of uh, schedule or even write out your goals and – um, I would include the spiritual part in there, in the energy game, of visualizing what you want and attaching it to a feeling. I want the mm-hmm. camaraderie of friendships. I want someone mm-hmm. I can call and chat with for forty-five minutes about what happened today, or I want to be dating or meeting that person who's what does that feel like? Um, mm-hmm. And that's a tall order in you know forty-five, fifty days here <laughs> left in the year, but you can, <laughs> you can certainly. Start organizing and doing the foundational pieces of like your business. What does it look like? What's it called? What does it take to get it done? What are what are the elements I need? And start making your list of what needs to be done. And if there's you're if you have interest in spiritual things or art or music, start finding mm-hmm. out where to go. Or even look at meetup groups to see where you can start yeah, connecting done, with like-minded. Yeah, I've started done? that. Oh, good. So that's exactly right. And if you're not liking your outcomes, then just shift up where you're putting yourself. But just start mm-hmm. doing some of the groundwork for the business and keep visualizing the type of relationship you want. What what kind mm-hmm. do you want? Are you looking for long term? Is it just a friend with benefits? I mean, define it for yourself in terms of the feelings and spend some time doing that work as well. It's it's the energy piece. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how long you've been listening, but I talked a lot at the beginning of the show about the science behind thought and feeling influencing mm-hmm. tangible matter. And I just can't. I I will never be able to say enough about it because it makes all the difference in the world when we take. Yeah, I of also it right
2: front. I listen. You know that show, Flow Dreaming. Have you heard about her? Summer, she does it. A whole meditation I and healing called oh. flow dreaming. Yeah, okay. there's
1: a sounds great. That sound.
2: That's what she does. Is is putting things in with the emotion attached
1: to it. Perfect. That's beautiful. That's exactly what you yeah. want to do. And as long as you just keep some. Consistency with your pattern, you're going to see results, and you'll mm-hmm. and you know you just have to trust that timing is perfect. And when we're not where we want to be, it can feel a little uncomfortable. But there's nothing wrong with that; it just means we we haven't arrived yet. It's not we're not complete. And as long as mm-hmm. you stay in the momentum and stay consistent with what you're doing, you'll find yourself exactly where you want to be. And look at I'm in the Bay Area too. In January, if you're not, if you haven't connected to someone, I'm starting another eight-week love class, and I'm in the okay. East Bay. But the cool, the reason I'm telling you that is because the women in that group bond and connect like nothing I've ever seen, and I've been teaching this for many years at this point, and they often keep meeting after the group is over without me because they connect and feel so great, and I've had many people develop friendships. Out of that particular group, so you know just something I can offer a throw out there if it resonates, and since you are close, so um yeah, great. just throw that in your cap, but um yeah, no, you're not doing anything wrong I'm just a matter of fact, I think you're doing everything right, and just maybe right. add a little more visualization and keep putting yourself right. out there, and it'll all come to pass for you,
2: yeah, I think it's I do the visualization, I think it's the emotion part that I don't. Attached
1: to it. Well, and that's the fun part, though. Because why? i got to hear this. Because why? Oh, it's
2: just because it hasn't, sometimes it doesn't work in the past. Because it it feels like
1: a roller coaster. You know what? Look at it like a mini vacation. I call mine 10 minutes a day to show your life. I just, you know, I sit there and whatever I want to happen, I just pretend it's happening. Oh, man, this is great. That million dollars is down on me and this, that, and the other. Right. and, wow, this is great. And consciousness doesn't recognize the difference, real or imagined, mm. create. Mm. So, okay. really, uh, just have fun with it. And then, if you do it religiously, and what I mean, I mean religiously, like a couple times yeah. a day for really. several okay. days, you'll start to notice things happening and, and moving around. And it's not a linear thing. It's an energy linear. thing. And you magnetize to you, what you have populated your energy field with. It's really quite fun.
2: All right. Thank you.
1: That's helpful. All right, Catherine. Good to hear from you. Have a great weekend. All right. You too. Bye-bye. By the way, before I forget to mention this, um, I'm getting ready to um, have another session of uh, my intuitive coaching certification program. Uh, It'll start in in January, but I have an open enrollment that starts in mid-November where you get a discount on the price if you sign up. It's for anybody who wants to be an intuitive coach, a a mentor, a a service practitioner. One of my favorite things to do is teach people how to do this work. So if that's one of you out there and you're looking to expand your skill set, improve what you already have, deepen your awareness of spiritual truths, learn how to make a living in this type of a field, uh, let me help you. I would love to. And I'm doing a free introductory seminar on December first. All you have to do is email me and I'll send you the link to get onto it. And um yeah, you can learn all about it if you're even mildly interested. Um let me see. Um where are we in the where are we in the uh the queue here? Who's been on hold the longest? Okay, area code 917. high caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
2: Hey, how are you? This is Ashiel. How you doing?
1: Oh, hi. I'm great. Are you in, where are you, New York, or where are you? Yeah, New York City. All right, Ashiel. What's happening? What are we talking about?
3: Um, No, I'm just trying to see, you know, if there's any kind of message or energy, you know, regarding career or love, you know. Uh, I don't have any specific <laughs> questions I just uh, you know I just stay open at this point, you know
1: what I mean hmm. um okay, well, let me look at career and see what we get there okay cool. mm. yeah. okay, well, here's what I'm getting from that is. If you have been thinking about a certification, if you've been thinking about going back to school, if you've been thinking about any type of a program to take you to the next level and to get you going in 2016 in a different way, you should absolutely a 1,000% do it because this is the perfect, time in your life for you to focus on adding to your skill set it's like the timing was never better and what that means to you is like the second you either enroll for that certification or go into that work you will have a job on the other end that pays you at least 30 percent more than what you're earning now. So whatever that looks like to you or whatever has been going through your mind about your possibilities, this is the time to act. It's not. Don't wait at all. Don't procrastinate. Don't think about it. Just do it. And that's what energy is saying. There's really an urgency to the timing. It's like we all come into these windows in our life. We go in these certain windows or vortexes, if you want to call them that, where things tend to be ripe things seem to be ready and you're having one of those in your career space so um has, has there been something on your mind or you've been thinking about that you might want to do and what
3: is it um start another business but um most mm-hmm. i was also open to any kind of training i was looking forward to that just in terms of learning something yeah so, so
1: yes I would go for that full speed ahead, really research and whatever resonates with you the most, whatever is most exciting this. This is your time. This is it between now and March. So go at it full force. Um I have to put you on a hold. I have to put you on a hold because somebody's honking. <laughs> So, Ashiel, that's my uh, best advice for you at this moment. Go after those programs and let nothing stand in your way. Because, and it's not that you couldn't do it after March or the next year, but the timing, you know, I, I'm not – I don't, I'm not uh, fluent in astrology to the extent I would like to be, but we know that there are certain aspects and times when different signs, astrological signs should be doing certain things because the influencers are just, are just there. And that's what I can say about you. I'm just getting this sense. This is your time. It's ripe. Go for it. Do not hesitate. You can't make a mistake and the payback will be at least 30% based upon what you're earning now and it will only grow from there. So Take the bull by the horns. Don't procrastinate. That's my advice. Um, Let's see. I think I can get one more call in here. Who's been on hold the longest? Um, Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, hello, hello? Going once, going twice. Okay. Um, I tried. Didn't know you guys were here. You're witnesses. Okay. Area code 512. Hi, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, caller, make it quick, three minutes and counting. <laughs> well, maybe we just have people who are listening, so I'm not going to go with that. Um, last time, area code 303. Hi, caller, what's your name? Uh, Where are you calling from?
3: Hello, I'm Laura, um, and I'm from Colorado.
1: Okay, Laura, what are we talking about? We hey, three so minutes.
3: I <laughs> just put in for a job, and I don't know oh. if I'm going to get it. It's with the Homeless uh, Colorado Coalition for the Homeless.
1: Oh, awesome. And what's your role?
3: Um, I would be a case manager.
1: Oh, wonderful. I love that on you. God, that feels good for you. Uh, let me look. Um, mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that feels so good for you. That's such a right position for you. It has to work I know, out. but How this guy's dragging
3: his feet. I don't know. Yeah. He was on what's vacation. The-
1: yeah, what's the person's first name that you've been talking to? Aaron
3: Aaron Crowder is his oh, name. Oh he
1: said his whole name. Okay. Everybody I'm email sorry, Aaron. I'm sorry, sorry,
3: sorry about
1: that. No, I it's fine. I'm just everybody email Aaron. Um let let me look at what's going on there. Oh, oh he's just really disorganized. That's really oh. what's on he's not an organized person, which is fascinating. Uh he's okay. able to manage his job okay and get it Done, but his his, yeah, time management is not his forte. Will when will you hear on this? Gosh, it could be another. It could be an. It'll you'll hear before Thanksgiving. I'd like to say you'll hear next week. I can't promise it, but I know you'll hear. And this job is so right for you. I can't see how you could not get it. This is perfect for you. Everything about
3: it. yeah. Well, do you know what he said to me that he has a whole he he showed me the stack of people that he had and he said I'm going to be very picky about this and look at all the resumes I have and I'm like all righty I'm like you should do that but I'm perfect. So Yeah. Yeah,
1: You know what, and you may end up going back, but it's between you and three other people. So I think you probably will go back or there will be more conversation. But God, it's perfect for you. I really want this for you. And I would practice visualizing the right and perfect um, outcome for yourself. I just really would. This is perfect for you. You would be great for them. And if he doesn't pick you, he's a flat out. I mean, he's just an idiot. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. No, that no. Was, I mean, I, I agree mean with that. you. I, it's hey. like when the It's like when the right thing comes, just take it. It doesn't matter if it's the first person you've interviewed or the 40th person. Why is person. he
3: dragging his feet so much? Just because he's disorganized? Well,
1: you know, I think a lot of uh, social service agencies, there's a, there's sort of a level of due diligence they feel inclined to do. I was Thanks. a nonprofit years ago, and when we would okay. have to hire someone, even if we knew who we were going to hire, we still had to interview the ten candidates who had applied. So it's sure. just part of what you have to do. Sure. But do call me back and let me know. This is perfect for you. And
3: Okay.
1: Um, I think that so you're you not getting be- a yes or a no.
3: You're just kind of saying, I, okay. Uh,
1: I I. I wanna be I just wanna leave it open for the right and perfect right. outcome, if not this something else. But you are perfect for this. And okay. I it's not they're not gonna find anyone better suited.
3: All right. I know that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much. All You're right, so Laura. sweet.
3: Thank you, thank, thank you. Thank
1: you. Have a wonderful weekend and thanks for right. calling. And everybody, thanks for being here, whether it's live or to the download. I appreciate it. And you guys have a great weekend. You've been listening to Phyllis King, and I am your Common Sense Psychic. Be well.